But now I'm right there. So, listen, they have to finish the season out. It's time for us to hand LeBron his flowers so, while he's still alive so he can smell them. Sunday afternoon here on The Dip is usually reserved for talk about NBA basketball and strictly NBA basketball because that's what we can knowledgeably talk about. But sitting here this evening, I can't help but shout out the Cincinnati Bengals for making the Super Bowl. Not only two years ago, two years ago. This Pat Mahomes won. who? I know, right? He fell again in the playoffs. Couldn't even is make- Joe, Burry, Joe Burrow right there? Joe Burry and Joe Burrow right there to take that crown from Mahomes? Couldn't even make it to the finish line this year. We'll see. I hope it's like a longstanding rivalry. feud. Because the Bengals' defense is very good. Mm-hmm. They had, in our last two playoff games, they've had two legitimate re- uh, red zone stops. Mm-hmm. And that's, no, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm just happy for them. Bengals fans since I was about seven years old, so... It's kind of, it's definitely weakened in the last few years. Burrow's nice with it. Burrow is definitely nice with it. I love that he's from Athens County too. Mm-hmm. Represent Ohio. This dude is completely genuine. I was watching the overtime at the uh, gym tonight. I was on the stairs. It is crazy. Bro. Like, even though, like, I don't watch the NFL that much, like, still those last seconds of that game. Well, and let's not get it twisted. The opening part of that, uh, the first, what, five minutes of the overtime, I mean, Mahomes looked like trash. Yeah. And like, you know what? Mahomes and it came like down to trash. He had five seconds in the pocket to where he was he was looking for all his receivers. He threw an interception. When yeah, well, that that first one was definitely his fault, but that second one was just chance. Oh yeah. That was a chance interception because it bounced off I don't know, like yeah, uh, who the receiver was, but it bounced off of him, just went right into uh uh what's his name? He was like in Von there. Bell, Ohio State player Von Bell. Yeah. This just couldn't have been more perfect for the Bengals. But yeah, they I know what you mean though. Mahomes just looked worried. He took like five seconds in the pocket, and then all of a sudden you just saw it cut off. He was instantly looking to just scramble. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as the Bengals saw him make that look, they they had just had to commit to it completely because he made two great runs there at the end of the game. Right. Where he I mean, that one run, he didn't gain any yards, but he still dove out of bounds and avoided like an eight-yard sack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, props to him. Threw his body out there for that. He did twice in a row and mm-hmm. had to really move for it because you have two. That doesn't feel good. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Running and diving onto the ground for your life. spread eagle does not feel good. That's not fun. Let's not get it twisted. Like... I think it goes understated, like, and this goes for all sports, like stuff on the margins like that, where a guy like dives or something. That doesn't feel good. No. Guys diving on the court, that doesn't feel good. I've never legitimately dove for a basketball in my life. Fall on the ground? Yes. Play on pavement mostly. Exactly. You just die out there. (laughs) You're literally trying to die. 
<laughs> Quite literally asking for death at that point. Because it's Land Rico Park, and knowing if you dive for a ball, somebody's going to take offense to that and probably kick you in the stomach or something. Literally. <laughs> shouts out to Joe Burrows, though. Yeah, shouts out to Joe Burrow. Ohio's own. Ohio's own. Athens County's own. Joe Burrow. I hope he's for real. That's lit, dude. I think he's I love the, it. I love it too. I I hope that I'm not emotionally invested in it, the NFL enough to for it really to matter. But I love the fact that it's Ohio right. guys winning. I mean, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, though, the fact that that's even a question right now, can the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Is like what? Right. Like that's just unheard of. They won two games two years ago, and, and now they're in the Super Bowl. It's good to see teams in your states winning, and not even right, and not even off of chance either. Because like the Atlanta Hawks last year, who did they play? They played a actually not good New York Knicks. Well, and then the Ben Simmons thing. Yeah, and they played the Ben Simmons riddled 76ers, made it to the finals against the Bucks and or the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks, and just faltered right. immediately. Right. Like. The Bucks are clearly, and we saw both team, teams without their star players play each other, and they still faulted. Right, I know. And That's what really makes that whole like run like a sham. Yeah, because because you played a shit Knicks team, like you said, an undoubtedly shit Knicks team. A Ben Simmons riddled. There's no better way to describe it. A Ben Simmons riddled 76ers team. And then you <laughs> played the Bucks, and both guys were injured for at least one of the games. Yeah, yeah. And you fucking still lost the series. Look at them now. Searching for answers. Mm-hmm. They dealt a guy that I felt like had good potential, Cam Reddish. Now doesn't exist in the Knicks rotation. That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> seven games that he's been in New York, and he's played 15 minutes over right. those seven games. How are we shocked? It's Tibbs. Right? Tibbs doesn't play. He like, wants to keep it close. And that yeah. guy has no way near the idea of that offense, of that defense. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he can play next to, I mean, how are they going to even play him next to Barrett? Because that's the ultimate goal is to have him and Barrett on the floor together. And quickly. Yeah, and quickly, as your point. Why don't they at least just try that? At this point in the season, they need to. What are they, six games below 500? Quickly's nice. He is. Quickly's going to be a legit NBA player. He's been the one that the Knicks have been getting the most calls about, too. Mm -hmm. Teams are like, hey. You guys kind of suck. What's Emmanuel quickly doing? IQ, Do baby. you want to pay him? IQ. He's got a dope nickname. <laughs> right? An IQ. He's, is- he's poised to be, be something uh, influential. In the Who league, do you think sure. is better right now? Tyrese Maxey. Darius Garlands. Desmond Bain. And Emmanuel quickly. Those four guards. I'll say this. <laughs> Who's getting maximized the most? It's an argument between Desmond Bain and Darius Garland. Yes. Who's got the highest ceiling? That gets dicey. I want to say DG. Yeah, I think... I want to say DG and IQ probably highest ceilings. See, that's my question about Emmanuel, though, is right now, the way that he plays is bordering on reckless. The amount of threes that he takes... Oh, it's like he a young looked, Eric Gordon. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like young Eric Gordon. But Eric Gordon could, was still a 20-point-per-game 20, like a 20 point per game score right. in his prime. Right. Bad team? Yeah. But still was getting the numbers. Just still had the shooting. in the corner. And quickly, yeah, he does remind me of that. Because remember that retreat, that like ignorant retreat he had to the three-point line earlier this season? Mm-hmm. Where he got the board like eight feet away from the basket and then just took like three steps. 
tips. Yeah. Hurriedly back to the three-point line and bricked it. Mm-hmm. It was like, ugh. It looked ugly. His shot looks ugly. That's what turns me off to him. He has the Jaron Jackson Jr. about his, his form. Where they both just kind of fling it up there. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for it. So, one of the current events I wanted to address before we dive into uh, make or miss today for the midseason uh, was get rid of exact positions in the all-star starters. Yeah. It's time. Because Devin Booker shouldn't be in the starting lineup, not Andrew fucking Wiggins. My I said God. It, I said it on Reddit three days ago. I said there was a thread about the all-star starters and Andrew Wiggins being picked. And I said, Devin Booker should be there. Instantly people downvoted me because it meant leaving either Curry or Morant off. No, because and Devin Booker, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all I said was that Booker deserves to be a starter in every form. Like, and the fact that it's even a conversation between pundits, like I even heard Zach Lowe throwing shade on a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Chris. Okay. Everybody wants to talk about how Chris Paul is the real MVP of the Suns. I see that. But you know what? He's not. (sighs) Chris Paul took Devin Booker's game to the next level. Helped take Devin's Booker game to the next level. Undoubtedly. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Devin was able to maximize his game alongside Chris Paul. Right. Yes, Chris Paul is bringing a lot to the table, but both of them are responsible for responsible for learning to play with each other and and maximizing their potential. And they have done that. And both of them deserve just as much credit for that. And I feel like the way that Paul has been able to influence Booker. And I, like you said, it should be commended that Booker has been able to adapt to something like this yes. because how many stars have it? Well, and James Harden on top of that, Devin Booker played a lot of transition offense before Chris Paul got there. Oh yeah. Especially when they were running him at the point more so than a two, like, like a true two, like he right. was running a lot. Chris Paul is historically a half court team. Well, he histori- he's he is perfected half court offense. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that screen that he, the high pick and roll that he does, where he takes two steps to get to his spot about twelve feet away from the basket, thirteen feet, and then starts and then moving to the side. The ball fake usually down low mm. to get the big man kind of looking or like stumbling in one direction, and it's just one movement up to the mid range, and that's it. Like that's unstoppable. It is unstoppable. They pulled it out like three times in a row in the last Phoenix Suns game that I watched. And I can't remember what it was. I think it was against the jazz. So it was against Gobert. Mm. Well, maybe Gobert wasn't there, but it was white side. It was like white side and Eric Pascal and Chris Paul just baits them into that triple threat situation. Every time Mm -hmm. you cannot switch a big onto Chris Paul. And for all of those reasons, the fact that he's able to do that, the fact that he maximized Booker like that, that's why that I feel like the conversation is so strong there for him to be called the MVP and still considered to be an all-star starter. Right. The conversation is always going to be there because that's who Chris Paul is. But I feel like the common NBA fan needs to kind of that's going to be vested in this needs to wake up to the fact that it's not always like that. When you want pure success on the basketball court and the guys that are going to mesh together, Morant, Curry, Booker, 
It's going to be nasty. Come on. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. Like, Booker undoubtedly deserves that. This bull, Andrew Wiggins, because remember, I even said, like, Andrew Wiggins. I was like, I was a little bit in on Andrew Wiggins maybe being, like, one of the, the bench guys, low bench guys. I even mentioned it on our episode, and you were like, fuck no. You were like, no. There's just something about those 18 points per game that he did that just doesn't feel real. feels gross. It feels gross. It feels There's just gross. something about it where and you're maybe like. maybe it just has the stench of the Warriors on it, and that's my problem <laughs> with it. You know what I mean? My just pure <laughs> hatred. The Warriors. My pure hatred for that organization. Uh, also, Trey Young on the East start is trash. I'm sorry. That's yeah. trash. DG deserves that over Trey Young. I'll say it. I'll I fucking think- say it. I because if like anything, my, the Cavs have had the 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 meteoric, media media what is it uh, meteoric rise that the Hawks had last year that everyone went ape shit over. Yes, and I'm not discrediting what the Cavs have done because I love it again because you have an Ohio team that's succeeding, but like right, it's kind of mediocre right at this point. Like they haven't they haven't taken it to the next level. Next right. level is getting into the playoffs and winning a fucking playoff series. Exactly. Yeah, that and is that's next always going to make you legit. Yeah. Until you do that, you haven't truly convinced me of anything. But I will say that for for Cleveland to have that kind of rise like Atlanta did last year, I think DJ deserves the look. And you're in fucking Cleveland. You're yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, I just I, I think it's disrespect, honestly. Personally, I really do. I mean, it makes my take of Harden. I've received nothing but backlash. With picking Harden as my all-star starter. And I put Gar I didn't even put Garland in my initial, but he would be there for the 12, but I only picked five for each. So I mean that's technically incomplete. It just does piss me off though that the fact that I feel like the NBA literally cornered fans and media players to voting Andrew Wiggins in. K-pop fans, apparently. Well, did you hear about that? That's ridiculous. But like the fact that on the NBA's website for voting, you had to pick two guards, two forwards, and a center. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were they were put into front court and back court, and like, you still had to pick out of position groups though. And like, the thing is, is plenty of people looked at the stat sheet and saw that Andrew Wiggins is averaging like nineteen point seven points on like reasonable efficiency, mm-hmm. taking a good amount of shots. He's also playing good like team defense mm-hmm. for the Warriors. He's being an actually good, like scoring wing mm-hmm. that a two way wing essentially. And they're like, yeah, he's an all-star, but not enough of those people watched the Warriors games mm-hmm. where you're like, this guy has scored 18 points somehow, but has still been a ghost. Right. Like he's been switched onto bigger guys on defense and gets abused in the post. Like Jordan Poole is more important than him almost. Right? I know. Like Jordan Poole <laughs> hits the rhythm shots. Like Kevon Looney might be a little bit more important than him almost. Because Looney's their only rebounder. Right. Like, oh man, they were last night against Golden State. They were switching Peyton onto Kyrie so much. Mm-hmm. Like they just wanted to snuff all that out and it meant nothing. Kyrie went off. The funny thing, though, is that Mark Jackson brought up, he was like, he was like, Kyrie knows what it takes. He's like, 2016, he won one in this building. I'm like, Mark, this is Chase Center. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he won one in the Oracle. And that was something different. (laughs) (laughs) That was in Oakland. One uh, funny thing, I put it on our Instagram page. It was, uh, 
of this like fake head news headline after Russ scored what was it thirty eight? They're trash. Dude. They got 30, cooked by the Hornets the other night. I know. Uh, they tried to come back and win, and Westbrook should have. Did you watch that? The against uh, Charlotte, yeah. I watched uh, first and third quarter, and then I watched the highlights of the rest of the game. That last shot that Russ took, Russ had made two threes before that. Two like, like Jesus Christ threes. Yeah, like that like, shouldn't have went in, but it did. We'll it, take it, it because we're not getting anything <laughs> fucking else right now. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it just almost kind of makes you a little more mad that it went in because now you know what that's going to happen in the future. It's a bad shot. He made it once, and now he thinks he we can made make it two times in a row. Yeah, but that's and that's mean. just dangerous. When Russ has made two threes in a row, you know he's pulling the next one he's as soon it. as he gets a look at it, and that's what he did for the last shot. And I kid you not. Um, guy that was going off, Ish Smith. I'm pretty sure it was him that was switched on to Carmelo Anthony above the right above the right break. All that Russ had to do was pass that ball over. Smith was not going to get the steal on it. Melo just spot up, shoot the three, win the game. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a three to win it, or they could have had a two to tie it, well, they certainly didn't look for that. Mm-hmm. And they just, they, Russ... It's such a good game. And like the Kobe vibes were there because it was like, it was the most points scored by a Lakers player and a half since Kobe's last game. And everybody's like, oh my God, Russ, we love you. And it's just like, it's not like that. And Russ, please don't take that three to try to win the game because you're not going to make it. No, and Braun being out doesn't help any of it. And Davis is already missing again. Yeah. Today, he played today and they still lost. Yeah. Who do the, who do the Hawks have to guard Anthony Davis? Realistically, it's just bad. It's just bad. I don't even want to linger on it. Let's go ahead and get into uh, what we really came here for today: midseason make or miss. Right now, we're gonna pose some questions, possibly make some statements, and we will determine whether it's a make, and meaning it's real, or if it's a miss, meaning it's fake. So, statement for me. Let's go ahead and just start it off right here. Might be a little bit hot, but honestly, I don't think it's that hot (laughs) considering their recent success. Miami will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've said it all along. I feel like that's not hot. I think Um, that's a make. I'm I'm, I'm locking it in. That's a splash. Well, I I can't say locked in yet because we were talking about the Cavs earlier. And the fact that it's going to be difficult for the Cavs to make it out of the, the East this year is that the East is actually going to be pretty decently matched up. What if they the get matched up with, like, Miami? The Cavs? Miami is going to small ball that tall lineup mm-hmm. right out of the building. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. Like, big respect to JB Biggerstaff, mm-hmm. but Eric Spolstra... Might just be the next guy He's up for the best coach in the league. Coach the fuck out of you. There's no way. You, Bam is going to be back and healthy. Yep. Jimmy's going to be locked in. Short aside about the heat. Um, how much are you biting on these rumors that Duncan Robinson is being shopped? I wouldn't be surprised. He hasn't played like he should. He hasn't been playing to his potential. He is getting paid a hefty amount of money. To Five not, for 90. To not be performing right now. Right. And if there's a window, if there's ever been a window before, let's be honest, Brooklyn looks like trash. Huge question mark. 
If he got sent to Brooklyn. No, I'm just please, saying, bro- no. no, no, no. I'm not saying him going to Brooklyn. I'm just saying like in terms of the window being open. The window's fucking open. Watch them do that. Watch if they were able to swing somehow like Paul Millsap and like a first round pick in the future to Miami for Duncan Robinson. They're going to try to get something for Duncan. <laughs> I think they might try to get something for Duncan Robinson, dude. If you can make someone bite on Oladipo and Robinson. The fact of the matter about the whole Robinson situation is I agree with you on the fronts of there is a window and you should take it. But then I start to get little inklings of it's not the playoffs yet. This guy having won 28 points. Yeah, because what if Duncan goes somewhere and turns into Clay and Tyler Harrow turns out to be a fucking dud? I don't think Harrow's a dud. Harrow has a fire in him that reminds me of Zion. They both offer different things, though. Yes. Harrow's Harrow's got a more rounded game. Duncan's there to fucking shoot. Shoot, yeah. And play head above water defense. Mm-hmm. Which he should be able to do. He's 6'9". Yeah, he's, he's a tall. huge guy. He's tall. I'll um, never forget that fucking thing or that story they told about how he just pulled up on the park. <laughs> missed the kid. shot. And the kids were like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, and he just drove away. <laughs> like ran back into the car and drove away. Oh. And his friend the whole time was like, bro, they're not going to know who you are. Yeah, but we could uh, we could be saying this about him now. And then in the playoffs, like you said, we'll see him put up another night where it's like 20. Where it's just points. him and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. where it's just him and Jimmy against, I don't know. Him whoever. and Jimmy against the world, dude. Right? That is such the perfect playoff right there. I really think that that is going to be the number one way. Oladipo, there's been no news on him though, right? Uh, as a f- uh, They're saying that he could be back by February. Okay. Back and healthy by February. How... What are you expecting from that? That is low key, like this something I'm waiting he's on. He's a swing piece, bro. Right? He's exactly. a swing piece. I think it adds to their case as being a legitimate threat to make the Eastern Conference Finals because worse comes to worse, you just don't fucking play him. You already have enough depth on the team. Allegedly, We're, they've taken calls on him. And, so and that's possible too. You could get another. Yeah, that's not out of the question at all. And that's what I'm saying. If you sh- if you're shipping Duncan somehow, I mean, Oladipo might be on there to sweeten the deal. Maybe right. someone wants to buy. He's on a minimum. Like that's right. the thing. Like, so that's what's great about the Oladipo thing is, if he works out, great. You got him for fucking pennies on the dollar. I always go back to that. You shipped fucking Hairnet Olenek and Avery Bradley <laughs> to Houston. And like a pick, maybe. Just I, think it you, up. I don't even think you saw sent a pick. No. And then you re-signed him on a fucking minimum. It's over, dude. That's great. Because if he's 70% of himself, awesome. Exactly. What do, you, what do you legitimately need him to do to give you a Play little bit of an offensive? Guard. Yeah, give him a little bit of an offensive punch off the bench, help you in transition, and play some defense. 70% of yourself, what you were before. You don't have to be a fucking all-star. And allegedly, he wants to be there more than anything. Right. Shilled. To our favorite word, he was shilling for the Miami Heat, quite literally. So this guy. I love shilling. But if he's trash, fine. You still have plenty of depth. Exactly. Yeah. Because we already know Miami is probably going to run seven, eight man rotation going into the playoffs. They want Bam playing 95% of the minutes. They want Jimmy playing 95, 36 minutes a game. Right. They want them out there at all times, if not alternating on the floor at times. Jimmy was playing like full ass games in the bubble. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and he was extremely effective at all times. Like yeah. that's what it is. It, it, 
I mean, it's just, it comes down to, are they going to be able to tap into that level of locked in once again in this playoffs? Because to be honest, they're going to have to. To beat Brooklyn, they are definitely going to have to. I just, I don't look at Brooklyn as that much of a threat. I'm, it's hot to say that they're less of a threat in the East than the Lakers, obviously. But I don't think we should be looking at them as fucking world beaters like everyone is still looking at them. There's just as many questions that matter that I have about Brooklyn as I do with LA. I'm not saying like, no, I really don't know. There's, Three questions probably that you could think of for each that matter the same amount, in my opinion. My biggest question about the Brooklyn Nets, honestly, is Steve Nash. Is he going to be the coach that really unlocks this whole thing? I don't it's think. It's really not looking like it to me. I don't think he's the guy. Because. I don't think he's the, he, he should be the head guy. I think it should be Dan Tony. Mm-hmm. I think it should be Dan Tony because this is everything Dan Tony could ever want. He has three perfect offensive pieces to run his system. Mm-hmm. Like that's all he should ever want. That's all it ever was in Houston for Chris Paul and Harden. But that's the thing. There's not three guys. They're always dinged up. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie only plays half of the games. It's less than, like, yeah, there's nothing but noise around Harden. Right, and that's this worrying This is not a sure thing. I want people to stop acting like this is a sure thing. Did his shoe, shoe size fucking lo- make them lose last year? Yes, absolutely. That is the, one of the most ridiculous situations I've ever seen in the NBA. Because if his shoe was the a half... The yeah. toe on the line. And let's be honest, if Atlanta still makes it through, they're, they're going to fucking squash Atlanta. Let's be realistic. Oh, yeah. Now, by some odd chance, Philly wins. That gets interesting. It's going to be tougher than Atlanta, but they're still going to win. Brooklyn's still probably going through. If oh, yeah, Durant's they're going like over This year, it's not as sure of a thing. It just isn't. I mean, I know KD is going to be back to the playoffs. Definitely. Okay, is he? Or is he going to get dinged up again? This guy's getting old. Coming off an Achilles. Yeah, he had an amazing season last year, but he wasn't whole the whole season. He yeah, got, he got dinged up last season. Too. That's why this isn't hitting the same as early Kevin Durant when he was scoring 30 points per game because it's still KD at a high level. That's why he's not winning the MVP. There's something ghost about it. Right. It's not. It's why he's not going to win the MVP. And it's why he didn't win it last year. Yeah, he played ridiculous basketball, but Jokic is doing it every single night. Kevin Durant ain't doing it every single night. Jokic also having a better fucking season than last year. I know. Arguably. I know. This guy, maybe just because of usage reasons. The thing but is, nonetheless, during the bubble, him and Murray played off each other so well. And the thing is, there was only short flashes of this Jokic, like this today level Nikola Jokic. There was only flashes of it back then mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and look what they did. Like, I mean, Jokic is still hitting the ridiculous mid-range fadeaways off of his ballerina toes. You know what I mean? Like doing that Twinkle kind of toes. stuff. Yeah, like. How he does that at his size amazes me. The touch, bro. The touch. The awkward, unorthodox touch is fucking ridiculous. I know. And he has it from like 19 feet away from the basket. Yeah. Like, he's literally able to do frame like, uh, like, I don't want to say oppression, but like oppression. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, I'm thinking like deep into this, like, cause like he comes from like, 
war-torn Eastern Europe or True. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like, some kind of passion about it like that, some kind of poetry about it. Yes, dude. Like, like some kind of ancient war, ancient like rhyme about it. Yes, literally. Something, yeah, rhythmic and... It's insane, bro. something Tarkovsky about it. And I think we were talking about it before we started recording, the vision. Yeah, the vision is, is unparalleled. Because it's untouched. The thing is... For him to have court level, court vision level like this, it means that at all times he knows where people are all, are on the floor, mm-hmm. and that even concludes when he they're out of sight and he knows where they have moved to. Mm-hmm. The fact that he can do that out of his ridiculous. peripheral, right? If not just his knowledge of the game and understanding, like okay, my guys are gonna go here if I'm doing this. Right. Some, he doesn't have to look sometimes. And then he just does the ridiculous. And the thing about it is like, Giannis has the worst no-look pass in NBA history in my, mm-hmm. in my Like, there's this one highlight of him that I feel like is the worst no-league pass ever. No-look pass ever. No-league pass is me. I've never had league pass. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Giannis does this like really ridiculous. I mean, the way that he moves in the post is a poetry in itself. But like, this is like 2017. He like goes off of one giant step to another. It's he sees his, uh, Tony Snell in the corner, mm-hmm. and he kind of like really commits to setting the layup. But then like at the last second, he just kind of like flies out of the motion mm-hmm. and like just looks like he's putting his whole body into throwing it backwards. With Jokic, it's right feather touch. It's gentle, like he's like he's tossing a pillow. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is just able to just float it in any direction and then when it hits when it connects it looks calculated exactly like the zip passes too like sometimes it's like he literally forces the ball with mind power to just go in a straight line and it's almost like he's forcing the other his teammate to do that too right it's like his presence like he just he elevates his teammates Undoubtedly, like, yes. how much of what Jamal was doing was just being elevated by Nikola Jokic? You know, it's I mean? certainly. I mean, like the backdoor cuts—that was their money play, right? Murray does a backdoor cut behind Jokic, who's posting up with his hands up like this, and it's just one pass. Mm-hmm. And Jamal's already catching it in the shoot. Jamal's motion. fucking contorting his body like Michael Goddamn Jordan, right? I know. But then there was also Jamal just in isolation, being like. Nobody can guard me here. Oh, no. There's not a soul in this bubble he that was is hitting, able to guard me. He was hitting threes oh. like Kobe, dude. <laughs> right. He was hitting threes like Kobe. It was ridiculous. I wish. I wish him well. Yeah. I wish him well. Shout out Tim Dillon. So let's go ahead and just hit. Uh, I'll just throw another question here before you start with yours. Uh, Nikola Jokic wins the MVP again this year. Repeat. I want it. M- make or miss. Make, make. I want it to be a make, but I think in reality it's a miss. I think. I don't think he's going to get the look, but I think he fucking deserves the look. I think it can happen on the very front that people have been screaming Embiid MVP mm-hmm. because of his last like 18, 19 games. But Jokic has been. It's a two-man race right now, too. It's Jokic and. Curry Embiid. is out. I don't care what now. he did last night. No, Curry is out. He's been left behind for like, what, four and a half weeks now? I just think that Way he can turn, I think he could just turn it up after the All-Star break and they're going to make a ridiculous run. I think he's going to be right back in the conversation and could win it off of the pure fact that he's Steph Curry. Let's be honest. What like the war, the Warriors like finish the season like 23 and 7. Just something stupid. They just go on a ridiculous run after the All-Star break. He just heats it up. If they win 60 games this year, 
They already have, what, 13 losses, I think? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Suns are virtually a lock to win 60 this year. Like, they're out of control. They, they still have only nine losses. And to think that they started out the season, like, what, three, two and three? If the Nuggets could make it to the five seed, Jokic is... Play the Jazz. Jokic still is in the... Jokic should be the fucking MVP. They could make it to the five seed. So that means he kept them out of the play-in, handedly out of the play-in, into the five seed, basically If alone. not the four seed, because that's up for grabs. Uh, Whether or not the Mavs are there. They're going to have to make a... Well, see, the, what hurts the Mavs right now is Hardaway's out. Why? Hardaway's out for the season with a broken foot. No! Tim Hardaway? Yeah, and that'll, lead, and that'll lead into one of my uh, questions later. I'll let you uh, ask, pose a... I'll let you pose something next, but... Uh, yeah, Hardaway's out. When did that happen? Like the last like two days? Yeah, a couple days ago. Broke his foot, bro. Out for the season. Tim Hardaway Jr. It's devastating, dude. Fracture of the fifth metatarsal on his left foot. But hey, let's be honest. The Jazz are trash right now. The Jazz are dinged up. Don't have Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Mavs are only two Donovan games. Mitchell's about four games away, though. Mavs are only two games behind the Jazz. Mavs could easily make a nice run here in the second half of the season and be like the fourth seed. Yeah. Be the fourth seed quite easily. Luca, we, Luca turns it up half in the has to. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying he usually turns it up halfway through the season anyway. Is so this a real opportunity, though? Because sometimes, as much as I like to stand for Tim Hardaway Jr. Sometimes his rhythm shots just don't really help the team. Mm-hmm. And like being able to have Luca just have that complete control. Cause there were a couple of possessions during that Warriors game where Luca was just taking over on offense and Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of was putting his arms up, not getting the ball, and then kind of slouching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn. I'm like, somebody's got to feed him or he's just going to stop playing defense. You know what I mean? Literally. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Some, because- he's very streaky from three. Yes. Yes. But Bullock's been stepping it up recently, though, too. Yeah, but ultimately, I don't trust Reggie Bullock in the postseason. No, I don't. at all. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, give one of your questions or statements. I'm gonna start from the bottom here. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Shout out Drake. Julius Randle will be the first major piece of the Knicks core that gets traded. It's not going to happen this season, but make. That's a Agreed. make. Yeah. And they're going to have to sell low. Yeah. That's what's going to suck. Not only a big contract, he verbally looks like he's wants to be out. Yeah. like Or yeah, non-verbally looks like he wants to be out. How shitty is that, though? You have one good season with him where your shots are falling, but then all of a sudden you try to play the same way and like act like it's everybody else's fault. You didn't develop your game really. And it's a tough crowd for sure, but at the same time, like you that was a fluke. What they did last year was a fluke. It was an absolute fluke. Yep. They muscled their way into the playoffs and then got absolutely right by Trey Young. And now we see what that is. Which is also a fluke. The whole thing was a fucking fluke. That's just it was all a facade. He was hitting shit that he had no business shooting, let alone making. I mean, he's still kind of doing it, though, this season. He just silenced the Lakers today. Yeah. Pretty nice shooting. 
It's still just ridiculous. Lakers are also a facade, too. Yeah, Lakers are trash, bro. You sh- I hope you beat the Lakers. Like, honestly. <laughs> like, it'd be embarrassing if you didn't. Like, when the Lakers win, I feel bad for the other team. Like, I can't even feel excited for them because I'm like, what is wrong with you guys that you actually let these fucking clowns beat you? <laughs> I know, right? These guys fucking Because when suck. the Lakers actually win, it's like they literally toughed right into it. And they scrape by by the fucking skin of their teeth. They have not had like a large margin victory this season at all. What's I mean, the largest what's the largest one. margin of victory they've had this season, I wonder? I don't know. Probably like 11 points. That's what I mean. Like what is it at <laughs> best? 15 points at fucking best? Probably not even. <laughs> That's fucking embarrassing, dude. You didn't have like one game where you absolutely just blew someone the fuck out. A handful of those games. Like on a fucking Wednesday night, you just destroy LaMelo Ball by like 30 points. That's what it should be. Yeah. It well, really should there. be that. What no LeBron, no AD. Yeah. Just Russ. <laughs> 38 point Russ. Bad, dude. Fucking bad. Oh, look, but- 38 point Russ results in a fucking loss. Did I say did I say that quote that I had from that meme I saw on Instagram where it says the worst player you know just had a great game? <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Literally. The worst player. It says heartbreaking. The worst player you know just had a great game. And it's that picture of Russ's headshot. Roger Bell would be pissed because all he does is talk about how there no Russ slander. Like no matter really? what. Really? Yeah. Like he's like full on like Russ. That's fan. like Katie, I'm like, there's though. there's gotta be slander. That's like KD is so elitist about the if you're a true hooper, you you know. And I slander about LeBron even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's turnover prone as fuck. <laughs> he wants to the, when he really wants to play the showtime offense is where the Lakers come to a full halt. Yeah. Sometimes. It's just embarrassing. Uh go ahead with your next one. I'm um, it's a make on Julius Randle, like I said, just won't be this season. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm starting to lean more that the Knicks won't trade RJ Barrett. And if they do, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He's their best player. Yeah, they need to buy into the young core. Right. Quickly and Barrett mm-hmm. and Robinson if he can ever get healthy. I want to go with my hot one here. I have a hot one that I started out that I was holding on to when I heard we were going to do this. And that's after watching that Brooklyn game that Kyrie is better with the role players than Harden and the role players. Oh, shit. I think I'm... Because if we recall back to last season, the thing that I said mattered the most that we needed to see about this team was Harden in the bench. Right. But now maybe it's Kyrie in the bench matters more. Because what I saw out of Kyrie last night was he didn't want to bring the ball up. Mm -hmm. He was letting other guys... He was letting even Bruce Brown bring the ball up. You pass it off to somebody else. He's like, I'm going to work off screens. And when does Harden ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if Kyrie only did something where he did a little movement behind a screen above the break mm-hmm. on like the right or left side and then get the ball after about three and a half seconds, it was still a bit of misdirection. Mm-hmm. And all it does is let Kyrie very naturally set himself up off the dribble because he gets one pass to get into position and then he starts working immediately. How impressive is this guy's outside jumper. I was talking with one of my coworkers the other day, and we both were kind of talking about how Kyrie hasn't been an elite three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. He's always been consistent, but not always elite. He's elite. 
he's about as elite as you can get. Like, yeah. like he's a top 10 player. If he's playing all the time, he right. just is. You like, can't count it because he's part time, but he's a top 10 player. If he was playing all the time, he hits similar level of off rhythm shots that Curry can, he can yeah. hit those same kind of shots. He is. You could say it. You could say he's as good as Curry. He's in that. He's in that upper echelon of guards, dude. Yeah, he is. Like him, Curry, Harden, Thompson, and he's cold as ice too. Kyrie. Yeah, gave y'all motherfuckers a championship, and you're still ungrateful. There is truth in that statement. There is, and that's why it stung. Mm-hmm. That's why it stung, and that's why everybody was like, "Well, whatever, Kyrie." That's why everybody was so mad about that. You ain't got that like, chippy without him. That's what is so crazy about Kyrie is this guy says the most out of pocket things, but most of the time there's a grain of truth mm-hmm. in there where you're like, "Well, yeah." And say what you want about this whole situation. If nothing else, he sticks to his guns. Exactly. There's no way he can't be right. He sticks to his guns and does it more convincingly than Ben Simmons. Yeah, absolutely. The guy is the guy is really interesting, honestly. And the fact that he, what separates him from Kobe, and we don't see it either, is what kind of work ethic does Kyrie have? What is he doing while he's off all this time? Because I'm certain he's just running four on fours. I guarantee five on he fives oops. in a gym. I guarantee. I bet he does a lot of just like because that's drills the culture. Too. Have you ever listened to? Um, Kevin Durant's podcast that's mm. run through like Bleacher Report, I think it is. Mm-mm. Well, it's hosted on theirs. And I, I think it's like everything in between or something like that, I think is what it's called. It has a weird title, but it's KD. And they had Kyrie on. And was that back when they had Kyrie's like, we don't need no coach? No, that was like, uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's like one so day funny. Kevin might be the coach. But there's a there's a gr- there's a grain of truth to that. Well, that's yeah. what kind of stinks. Yeah, like about how it. much of a coach is Steve Nash? Like you're just, just like, yeah, I have that. Kyrie Irving and Jay, or uh, Kevin Durant, and they run the offense. How could you possibly go wrong? Exactly. How the you- fucking six seed? And say what you will about they've oh, fallen hard though lately. And say what you will, but oh, there's only a couple games back from the the three seed or the ones. Yes, be it as that may, but. The fact that they have the potential to just be gapping everyone in the Eastern Conference right now, and they're not, is embarrassing. And the fact that they are the sixth seed, they they are they the fucking sixth seed right now. Well, also the fact that I feel like they had a clear shot of winning that game in Golden State last night, but I mean the premier shot making of Curry and Thompson mm-hmm. is always the the cap on a game. Right. But like the greatest, arguably the greatest duo. And right. I know the greatest duo ever. Those guys very well might be like it. For some reason, it hurts to say that because of who they are. They're two very high volume three point scoring guards that can also slash to good effect. And like you just forget about the raw numbers. Sometimes you forget that Clay Thompson absolutely has no conscious. It never shot below like 43%. (laughs) Absolutely unconscious when he's on fire though, especially in the playoffs. Right. And you know what? Clay took a 2016 three last night. And that kind of made me grin a little bit where he took, he caught the ball in just one solid motion. He brings the ball in and shoots with his foot out in front of him. Mm-hmm. So you know that shit's going in for real. When he's mm-hmm. got when he's got the foot out like this, yeah. it's like oh. the legs hanging. Right. Yeah. And he hit one like that one night last night. And I was just like, that hurts. 
Mm-hmm. And like, it brings back the fear. Because, like you said, like we said forever ago, like it just brings back the fear of now there's going to be start starting to be dagger three point shots in the Western Conference triple time. And it's to not teams even- like Denver, to teams like Dallas, to teams like the Grizzlies, to teams like the Lakers, to, to teams like Phoenix. They can do it to everyone. Exactly. Thanks. They get Draymond back. and Because at the end of the day, what it is, is the ball never stops. Exactly. That is how they beat you. The ball never stops. Could you imagine, though, they match up against Denver in the first round, and Denver is like up like two to one in the series, and they're like, it's like uh, 86, 88 going into like the last three minutes, and like <sighs> Denver's just been going blow for blow with them every single time, and all of a sudden, Curry Thompson... It's just Thompson Curry Thompson on back triple threes. And all of a sudden it's 97 to 97 to 88. And the nuggets are starting to panic. What if the golden state made it to the, to the finals against Milwaukee and go down. I can see honest. go down three. Oh, they do the unthinkable. <laughs> the absolute unthinkable. And then Curry's like, fuck you, LeBron. I am the goat. Because then he has as many titles as LeBron. And he, he LeBron came back from 3-1. He comes back from 3-0. Yeah, but then people will be like, oh, it was against Giannis, though. It wasn't against, you know. <laughs> Anything to slight that chip. There's nothing you could say against that it's chip It's against at all. Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. And Brooke Lopez. A great big three. <laughs> An insane big three. But one that a can- big three with arguably as much potential as LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie Irving had. No. no. I don't know, no. dude. No. I don't know. No. I don't know. No, you can't say that. You cannot say that with a straight face. No. There is no way. No way. Yes. There is no way. Yes. The only edge <laughs> The only edge that the other one has is Kyrie. See, and that's what was literally just playing through my mind was clutch what? shot making it from the mid-range what? and Middleton's there. Well, yeah, but the the edge that that Cleveland Big Three has is Kyrie. It's not Kevin Love. Kevin Love's not the edge. No. Drew Holiday's offering what Kevin Love does just in in a guard package. Yeah. Well, no, and in, like, what Kevin Love offers is rebounding, superior rebounding for LeBron. But I'm like, I'm saying, like, uh, uh, in terms of impact. Yeah, yeah, true. Just raw impact. Yeah. Like he's bringing an equal amount of impact to his team for in winning situations. Right. Kyrie is the edge. Because Kyrie is just, it's like what Stephen A said last night. I'm pretty sure it was. No, it was Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas did the intro last night for Brooklyn and Golden State. And because mm-hmm. Kyrie was playing, it was a little, you know, a little bit extra energy to it because it's Kyrie Irving. And like, well, in the history with him and Golden State, exactly. Because Kyrie always goes off against Golden State and he still did last night too. Yeah. Looked incredible with it. Yeah. But Isaiah Thomas was talking about, he says, you know, you just go through the motions being in the league for so long watching guys like just at the point guard position do their thing. You know, there's a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. But he says, it's like, but then you look at Kyrie and you say, well, this is something completely different. This is, is something completely different. He says it was like, it's like hearing a bunch of random people play the guitar that are like good at the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then you hand it to Jimi Hendrix. Dude's down there posting people up as a small six, three guard. guard. Yeah. Six, three guard. And like, you can what? say Luca does that shit too, but Luca's six, eight. 
six nine, big boy, two thirty, two forty. Yeah, Kyrie's small as shit, and he's down there posting people up. Dude. He's max what one hundred and eighty five pounds, right? Maybe, maybe one ninety, probably close to two hundred, realistically. Yeah, he he is kind of bulky. He's kind of he's gotten bulkier over the last few seasons. In in any sense, though, like. Yeah, is a small guard, but still is able to post up effectively. Yeah, extremely effectively. Right, especially well, then, guards that he just feasts on, like Curry. Right. <sighs> yeah, cre- his creation in the post is ridiculous for a guard. Ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, I love it. What's your next uh, question? Well, first, let's put a definitive cap on that. Kyrie is better than Harden with the bench mob. Make, make. I, I think it. Ma- I'm. I'm not saying he is, but I think it matters more for him to be. Because I think James Harden's going to be maxed, ma- maximized around Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Them playing realistically. Yeah. But all James Harden has to do is make his shots at that point. Well, make his shots and make his passes. Right. And be ready to catch and shoot. Right. Because when it's KD in the playoffs, it's wide open mm-hmm. want you want him isolating against anybody that they can throw at him mm-hmm. like so yeah i would say make on that then too you think um, something's gonna happen to where Kyrie gets to play all the games in the playoffs yes yes undoubtedly i think adam silver is gonna force something to some degree right like, i don't He's gonna, because that's been the thing. Sink a bunch of money into New York's economy, so they let him <laughs> do it. You know what I mean? Just some kind of uh, fucking like uh, insider trading shit. Yeah. For the uh, and it's for New York of all cities, right? Like, come on, New York's just ignorant. And like, I don't know. It's yeah, edgy man. It's the whole edgy. thing is, I feel like the NBA's response to Kyrie this whole time has been kind of silent. And the thing that makes me think there is a way for them to get around it is that they're like, that's not our mandate. You know, the NBA has said all along, that's not our mandate. That's just the state's mandate. And we follow, comply with state's mandates. Right. That would be crazy if they're just like, you know, it's one guy. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the ultimate just, yeah, I don't even want to get, I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. Uh, Go ahead and hit us with your next question. There's too much there to unpack. There's too much there to unpack. Oh, no. Toronto might just cause a first-round upset. Miss. Miss? Yeah. That's a fucking miss. What are you talking about, dude? I mean... You don't see the potential there at all. You have a little bit seed right now, 24 and 23, barely above 500. Hornets have a sizable lead on them at 28 and 3. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Raptors are in trouble because the Boston Celtics are only two games behind them. Oh, Boston, you know they're going to make a decent run near the end of the season to put themselves up. Right. Jason Tatum's going to have himself a couple 50 point games, a couple 50 And Jalen. Jalen Brown put up a couple 40 pieces. Jalen's just got to be healthy for like 25 games in a row, and that's what they really need. The Raptors could do something similar, though, too. I mean, what do you realistically need? You need Freddie Van Fleet to get hot and Pascal to... Freddie's been unbelievable this season. Yeah, and Pascal to play like 
He played in the. He's fuck- been playing like well, not like in the finals, but like he's well, you just don't have a guy different. like Kawhi to maximize your potential. <laughs> yeah, right? right, I know. That's also or Kyle. Yeah, or Kyle Lowry. You don't have a point guard and Kyle Lowry setting you up. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a hard miss. Actually, to to make the playoffs, I don't think that's a hard miss. To win a first round playoff series, that's a. I think that's a hard miss. Yeah, because they're undoubtedly going to be playing either Brooklyn, Miami, soft Milwaukee. miss to make the playoffs, hard miss to win a playoff series. Yeah, it's just last night they played that ridiculous game against the Heat in three overtimes and won. And to their credit, right, the Heat are fucking look great at thirty two and eighteen. Right, right. I know the Heat are the Heat are great. Yeah, the Heat are a great team. Yeah. All the shade against them early in the season just made me like. Yeah, I I love the fact that. My uh, my sentiments about them are holding holding true because <laughs> I ate crow at the dogs. beginning of the season. I was like, you know what? I was wrong about Jimmy Butler. I was wrong about this <laughs> I team. You said he would never peak. That was the best of Jimmy Butler ever. I know it might still be though. It might still be like because how is he? Really I don't know. Arguably, he was playing like that again at the beginning of the season. Well. I hope he's there. Twenty five a game or something like it was. I mean, he was right he's back still there right there. You know, yeah. If he makes I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals, is he even back in the conversation for top fifteen? Yeah, top ten. He's at least twelve. Top ten, point. even is he better than James Harden right now at that point? If they make yeah. it to the Eastern Conference Finals and Bro- Brooklyn doesn't, or if you beat Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals, is Jimmy Butler better than James Harden? I think so. Yes, I think so. At this stage, yes. Yeah. Like in the hypothetical situation of that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he couldn't beat Harden one-on-one when Harden was on the, they, the Timberwolves and Rockets played each other in the first round in 2018 playoffs and they lost four to one against Harden. Mm-hmm. So face to face Harden's one. But at that point at this stage, I mean, they're both on super teams. Let's not get this mixed. Yeah. Mixed up. Miami is a super team of role players. Yeah. Like just have, as much as like Milwaukee's a super team, everyone wants to say they're not. A su- I'm like, shut the fuck up, right? I know. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo, <laughs> right? You are a super team. It's like LeBron, like that. Wherever he goes, that's a super team. I know. Like, I feel like people are trying to keep that away from Golden State too. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're not a super team. Like, come on, that core. They are a super core. That core like, is one of the best homebred cores. Ever. Ever. So we're saying miss, though, in Toronto in the first round. Yeah. That's reasonable. Hard yes. miss to win a playoff series. Soft miss to make the playoffs. Do you have... Did you have more questions? Yeah, one more. Uh, and this pertains to the Dallas Mavericks. I won, I held off on doing it when we were talking about Hardaway being injured, but it pertains to that. So the Dallas Mavericks will move one of Powell or Kleba by the deadline. Yeah, I think... To make up for... The, to get someone to fill the void that's going to be left by Hardaway. Because they're going to need shooter. Yeah, definitely. They need a shooter. I mean... I wish they would have went for Brent Forbes. No. Like, Denver got in, involved with that. He's not getting any playing time for Denver. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. If you could get Harrison Barnes... It would be crazy. But what... I mean, the Kings have formally made... Um, I believe it was Halliburton available. They made a Halliburton, maybe. Kings are asking for Brunson in any deal with Dallas, though. Yes. Um, I feel like Brunson is 
low-key a hot commodity in the trade market right now. Mm-hmm. But I Especially don't if they're Dallas like blowing it up. move off of him. Brunson, no. I don't think they should either because everyone was like, oh, they need a ball handler to take some pressure off of Luka. You have the ball handler. It's Jalen fucking Brunson. They play well together. Right. It works. I, exactly. Like, they have a very similar skill set, but it works. Like, the yeah. way that they're able to play off each other works better than Hardaway and Doncic. Right. Like, I feel like if they're going to be able to move somebody, do you think maybe Toronto would be interested in Dwight Powell and playing the five for them? Who are they getting? I mean, ask for Boucher. Ask for... You need a shooter. Malachi Flynn. Can he shoot the three? Decently well, but he's only like 6'2", so he's a guard. Yeah, well, I think you kind of need a guard. Play him Steph Curry-like. I mean, I I'm not he- going to be sold on what Flynn is right now anyways, but I don't know that... Toronto's obviously not going to move off of, like, Gary for that price. I mean, what threes out there are available for you to get? Like, wings. What wing players are out there that you could get if you're Dallas? Realistically. Low-key Gary Harris? Is he available? If I'm Dallas, I'm trying to call Eric Orlando. Gordon? Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's kind of a hot commodity, too, but I feel like he won't get moved. That's what they're saying. They're saying they don't want to move him. Did you hear about that? Houston no. came out. I was like, we're not moving Eric Gordon. But how much of that is capped just to get people to, like, call more? Yeah, to like st- oh, be so, like, look, this is our best offer. I mean, if I'm Dallas, I'd send Bullock Powell for Eric Gordon. Yeah, simply to give him like 25 minutes a game in the playoffs, just to plays perimeter defense and shoots the three. Right, and he can do both of those things. We know and he can. has played off of a Doncic like player already in James James Harden. Harden. Right, in a similar system. Right, I mean, it's much more defensive minded now with Jason Kidd, but in terms of offense. Like how Luca he would fit in really well. Yeah, I don't know. Some part of me still not still doesn't want to give up on Daniel House yet. Like I don't know. Like I feel like if he played into the right system, like he was in Houston for a minute. What can the Dallas Mavericks? Speaking of which, what can they realistically ask Portland for for Robert Covington? Yeah, but. Better on paper, Robert. We keep Covington. saying that, but I don't know. Like better on paper, Robert Covington. I think that what we want him to be for Denver is exactly what we want him to be for Dallas, and he hasn't been that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we would be, what we would be asked, or what is it not Denver, uh, Portland? Yeah. What we expected of him in Portland would be exactly what we're expecting of him in Dallas, maybe to a lesser degree, lesser degree, lesser role defensively, because Dallas has better defenders than Portland does. So all you're asking him to do at that point would be, I would say, restrict him to, I mean, Jason Kidd should be able to pick up on that. Just restrict restrict him to playing low post defense. And screen assist. Right. Like, just be that, be a roller. Obviously, you're doing pick and pop all day with him and Luca. Mm-hmm. Like, ask him to regress his role a little bit. But at this point in his career, that's what he needs to what do. He, like, almost 30? Yeah, I think he is 29 or 30. I think he is 30 this might be like 31 even. Something like that. So, I mean, yeah. putting him into that system. Portland just lost Nasir Little for the season. I mean, he'd essentially be doing what Tim Hardaway does with less threes at that point. I would say make him shoot the three as much as Hardaway. Mm. Give him the green light like that. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I don't know, though, because Finney Smith is good, though, too. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many calls they've gotten about him. Mm-hmm. I bet the Lakers have called about Finney Smith. I just he would I don't think he's too slow to be in there. They're no slow. way. No way. Yeah, they're already slow enough. No. Him I don't like his three like, ball. The three ball is good on paper though. 
<laughs> is that like ball is good on paper. It is. <laughs> Did you have any other questions you want to ask? I had one terrible question, and that was or Buddy Heald finds himself on the Lakers before the trade deadline. I don't even think it's po- financially possible. Unless the Knicks are literally just like, or the Kings are just like here. <laughs> it's like a three-way deal or something crazy yeah. like that. I don't even think it's possible. I don't. Uh, I would love it if it did. If it because I mean that's honestly if they had a piece like that, I think it would unlock what this is. Yeah, I think it really what could. Even is this though? <laughs> what even is this? I mean, think about what that does though. You have Braun and Anthony Davis anchoring your defense, which undoubtedly can and will happen. Has happened what we've seen this far. LeBron especially, right? Anchoring your defense. Russ is your point guard, like it or not. He yes, Bron- a shooter. And then you have a shooter. And Buddy Monk Hield. and Heald. Huh? Monk and Heald on the floor at the same time. I like yeah. it. You're basically running Heald at the three? Yes. I mean, at this Mellows point. Mellows you season, six, man. Exactly. <laughs> if you could pull it off, great. But I just... I think it's a miss. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. The Lakers are. I really don't think they're getting anyone. I think they're starting to look at the positivity and the fact that they signed people to one-year deals. Oh, yeah. Cla- well, like, it's a classic LeBron team. Because now it's like, He's I just wonder. He's and choosing who he wants. He's like, oh, I'll take, him. I'll take that guy. Because part of the thing about this season is LeBron is 37. But like, he is still playing out of his mind. That's he is the playing out of his problem. mind. Problem. But let's just be real here. Like LeBron will play till he's at least forty. That's three more seasons. You when you really do, look at it, you got to do something to get him another ring, right? You got to get one. You have to. Like, do you move on on Anthony Davis? No, no, Mm-mm. no. I you don't can, know. You dude. can never. Never move on Davis. I just don't know. No, you can't move on Braun and Davis. Is there is there a player out there that you could that you would trade Anthony? Giannis. Right. That's it. And that's never gonna happen. Giannis isn't go- well, I get I don't know. Maybe Giannis would want to go play with LeBron and win a chippy with LeBron. I don't know. How pissed would Anthony Davis be though? Yeah, I just game one in Milwaukee. I feel like LeBron's gonna retire having be, being with Anthony Davis. Yeah, I don't That's think it feels like. I mean, move off of Russ in the off season. Yes, if you have to. Yeah, That's gonna happen unless they win a chippy, or unless they like. The only way he stays is if they win a ring. Let's be honest, bro. Yeah, that's pretty high expectation. Poor Russ. But the Russ will make it look like you know. I just I want it out. Go, accepts a buyout and goes to like gets traded to Houston, accepts the buyout and then goes to Brooklyn. What do you do from there though? Because honestly, that's the most likely situation is that we're going to be talking about what are the Lakers going to do. Let's let's just be real. The most likely situation is them not winning the chip this year and yeah. being left with a lot of fucking questions. Um, I think you decide that it's time you lock down Stanley Johnson. I feel like that's a good role. For him, but he does not need to be the starter. He's not your starter. He's not your answer at power forward. Unless he's going to actually play like amazing level defense and just stay out of the way on offense and play as a 
like rhythm guy. Are you gonna have okay, to get yeah. rid of him? Are you gonna have to get rid of him with Russ in order to get something? Right. If he rehabs his value. Or because Russ has got another year on his contract, right? Yeah. It's not expiring yet. He's got one year left. Yeah. So or be- do you just you keep Russ for next season and you just are like, hey, we gotta buy in on wings. I don't think you can keep Russ for another season if they don't win a ring. I don't think you can do it. Unless Russ decides that he's just... I don't know. I, don't, I really don't it know. It gets really fucking hairy. And that's what's crazy is that's probably what we're going to be talking about. It hurts. I'm just trying to be... I'm just trying to prepare for it. Right. I, I know. There's still the slim chance that they can do it. There absolutely is. And it's just because of Braun and AD. Right. Getting on a roll. Quite frankly, it's just because of LeBron. It's, I don't know. It's Braun and AD. This is a two, three player league. AD wouldn't do it alone, though. But I'm saying that LeBron, AD is the number two to LeBron. Obviously, LeBron's still number one. Yeah. But AD is there just being the perfect running mate. Which is unfortunate because AD should be the guy. Yeah. Quite honestly. Yeah. With He's LeBron a four with five third, size and good touch around the rim. Yeah, and LeBron's 37 Amazing years old. Amazing defense, yeah. AD needs to be the guy, and he just has not and isn't. Arguably, it was just as, just as much of the guy as LeBron was in the bubble. I don't want to hear the talk, though, about pundits on ESPN saying he's not a top three big in the league anymore, though. That's just ridiculous. I don't know. And Beads, they're usually more than Davis is. Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. That's the top three. Anthony Davis is top five. Top yeah. five. Top yeah. five big, not Maybe top you were three. right, Jay Williams. Because when I first said that take, I said, absolutely not. He's a so ghost, that's not bro. true. Street clothes, as Barkley calls them. <laughs> Charles. I calls them street you, clothes, bro. Calls them street clothes. <laughs> we're over an hour, though, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, as always, engage with us on Twitter at PodDip, on Instagram at the Dip Pod, on the website at www.thedippodcast.com. Realize we had, we did not have our own Twitter account linked to the website recently. Ultimate fail. <laughs> we we got that taken care of. Uh, so get at us, engage with us. Uh, we always love to hear what y'all have to say about the NBA. We love the hot takes, all of that. We're really trying to get this tweet uh, tweet of the week thing off the ground. It's just not happening, so we need your help with that. Yep. We need some tweets of the week. Saw some people liking the tweet the other day, but no one actually Just put something it. ridiculous. We'll definitely say it. Yeah. Outside of blatant racism and sexism and... Prejudice. Homophobic prejudice of any kind, yeah. Yeah, just keep it hot. And we'll take it. Um, one more take, Adam. The Lakers are stuck with THT, and I have no hope left for this guy, and they are not going to be able to trade him. He's legitimately bad. He's legitimately bad. I do not like any of his minutes that he has with the Lakers. He cannot make layups, he cannot shoot. He can drive. He can drive the ball. He has long wingspan and is able to get inside. Mm-hmm. But he cannot shoot. He cannot finish. Mm. He cannot pass. And he cannot defend. He is a worthless player. I hate to say it, THT. You are a worthless player. Strictly business. I'm not going to argue it. Uh, my one more take. 
I mean, technically, the spirit of one more take is you're not supposed to argue any of the points. Supposed to just be oh, but we do so every guess, time. I know. We need to get back. When we first started it, we did. We need to get back in the habit of not discussing it. Uh, my one more take, and we can end it. No discussion on this. It's unfortunate that Tom Brady retired, in my opinion. But I understand that he probably just didn't want to risk taking another loss. Yeah, because he got silenced pretty early this time. Right. Earlier than he's ever used to. Figured, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to risk trying to go for one more again and losing. Getting hurt. We're getting hurt. Getting yeah. like really hurt because he's 44 years old. I think it's unfortunate though. Because I think he had one more in him. Yeah. Yeah. The energy is still there for him to get another one. Yeah. But like just the risk of he's almost 50 years old playing NFL games. It's insane. That's insane. It's too bad, in my opinion. Like, say what you will about him. Hate him all you want. But like, how cool of a story would it have been if he would have got one more? Let's be honest. Just has eight rings. Are you kidding me? Goes <laughs> down. Untouchable. Already going down as one of the greatest athletes of all time. Seven is untouchable as it is, let alone eight. Can you imagine just having eight rings? No one is ever coming close. That's Bill Russell. No one was coming close to seven. Yeah. Especially with the length of careers of the NFL, of people in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Five, six years at the most, and you get one Super Bowl and like a very slim chance out of all of that. Yeah. And Tom Brady has seven over a 22-year career. Nuts. Nuts. What kind of longevity is that? Shouts out to Tom Brady. I don't care what everyone says. Mitch is going to be pissed. I don't care. Mitch doesn't like Joe Burrow either. Shouts out Tom Brady. We out.